The topics shared on Talk Dollars Make Sense are for entertainment purposes only and is not to be taken as advice. If you would like advice, please seek help from a qualified professional. Talk Dollars Make Sense is powered by Filipponi Finance Solutions. If you're needing money up front for anything, whether it's a car purchase, new boat, jet ski, or even for those pearly white veneers you've been thinking about getting, they work with both consumers and businesses to organise funding of all sizes. Whether it's personal or business use, the team's got you covered. Head to Filipponi Finance Solutions, all one word, no spaces, no underscores, on Instagram to keep up with all their special offers for end of financial year and their giveaways. If you need some money for those purchases, send them a DM and they'll make it happen. Welcome to Talk Dollars Make Sense with your hosts, Caleb and Jess. This is the podcast where we try to make sense of it all. We talk to experts in their field, whether it's finance, property or business. We unpack their journey of making a dollar and what their tips are for success. Dollars and cents, baby. Welcome back to Talk Dollars Make Sense with your hosts, Jess and Caleb. Today we're joined on by none other than Meg from Third Space. Can I just say, thanks for coming on the podcast, but also thanks for coming back. You're the first ever returning yes. guest. You are welcome. The Thank only you. one that returned our calls. But yeah. uh, <laughs> You paid me enough. Yeah. So. <laughs> we thought, you know, tax time, we're talking all things finances. What better thing to do than get the accountant for Talk Dollars Make Sense than yourself. So thanks for coming on. Love it. Thank you for calling me the accountant. That's it. (laughs) Well, uh, a busy time, tax time. You've jumped on at the start of June, so thank you. Yeah, it is busy. Busy. Always make time for you guys, though. Oh, too good. (laughs) And all of our listeners, of course. Yes. Yes. Um, What do you find is probably your biggest, I guess, hurdle that customers are coming to you about, particularly business owners, of course? Mm -hmm. Uh, this month, are you finding like inquiries picked up or is it just yeah, steady? Yeah, it's, mad rush. I mean, all of our existing clients that we've got, it's just about, you know, we reach out to them, we talk to them, figure out where are we at, what is it looking like, they it's going to gonna look like. No, they don't. Oof. Yeah. Good <laughs> We're good like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's about really just figuring out what's the business looking like now and sort of, we've got a couple of weeks left. Yep. Um, what are we thinking the financial is going to look like? Yeah, nice. Planning, right? You don't want to – if you're trying to do tax planning strategies and figure stuff out in July – July 1st. You, you, you <laughs> missed the boat big time, right? So it's just about getting on that front foot. Yep. You know, that's sort of with our existing clients. Then obviously, yeah, it is a pretty busy time of year. I think a lot of people, you know, they might not be thinking about – they're just focusing on running the business, right, for most mm. of the year. They're not thinking about tax and stuff. Um, as soon as that June then hits, it's like, they oh, kinda, yeah. oh no. <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> it, it's like tax. creeping in and yeah. they go, oh, yeah, better start thinking and planning. <laughs> and so you do get a bit of an influx yeah. in that sense. And yep. then it's just kind of like we, we do the same process with them. Obviously, yep. there's a little bit more involved <laughs> in terms of just figuring out what's going on. A little bit less game plan that can happen over a longer period of time. Yes. Very concise. Yep. <laughs> over the next yep. four weeks, we're going to execute X, Y, and Z. But exactly. But, yeah, it's just about that planning piece. Yep. And you know, you're sort of planning for this financial year, but it's about the long-term plan. Mm. You know, you don't want to be just, there isn't always any good accountant will be able to figure out how you can pay no tax in any one year. <laughs> they can, you know, yep. that's just, that's the reality, right? But what happens is that year two, year three, year four, there's delayed problems, mm. delayed tax. When it, If you're not paying tax this year, it means that somewhere down the line, 
You're gonna get there's going to be tax yeah. to pay and there's going to be a lot, right? And also that their income, you've shrunk their income so much that if they were wanting yes. to purchase a house, that could be a little bit of a problem. 100%. <laughs> Unless yeah. you want to go low dock. Yep. But yes. We love a bit of low dock. <laughs> Bass reports, let's have <laughs> yeah. a look at what they say. Um, no, it is, you're, you're 100% right. Like, you need to be thinking about the big picture. Mm. What do you want to achieve? Long-term Financially, what, what's the goals long-term? If some businesses, the goal is just run it and make a shitload of cash for two years, three years, and then you're not going to do anything. Okay, a different strategy to mm. someone that's like, I want to build up a long-term generational business. Yeah. Yeah. I want to build up asset and portfolios of properties or whatever. Mm. That's going to be a different strategy yeah. for tax planning. Um, and it's just like tying your tax planning into your cash flow and your budgeting and your just yep. general business advice. Like they all come together as a whole. Like it's, mm. you can't really sort of split off one thing. And Do one but not the other. Yeah. 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 But yeah, a lot of that at the moment. A lot of client contact, which is good. I love that aspect to it. Yes. Um, a lot of meetings, you know, yep. a lot of like strategy stuff, which is from an accountant's perspective, a lot more fun than sitting there come July, <laughs> August when we're doing the compliance work, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, very boring sort of tick yeah, and flick, yeah. like black and white stuff. So the stuff we're doing now is a lot more exciting and fun. Yeah, nice. Fun to me. Um, in, I think it's a good thing to point out because this financial year, there's obviously the big elephant in the room that something changes tax-wise. Yep. Instant asset write-off. Yep. Obviously, first off, this is all general nature. Mm-hmm. Not making any financial advice, which they would have heard at the start of this podcast. Yep. But in a general sense, for the instant asset write-off, could you maybe explain for layman terms for people that don't know what's happening with the instant asset write-off? Yeah. So at the moment, we've got $150,000 asset write-off threshold, right? So if you are running a business, you're categorised as a small business entity and you're going and buying, you know, you buy a car, costs you hundred grand. It's for, you know, all of this is assuming the assets are for business purposes. You can write the whole thing off in depreciation, 100% in this year, right? So if you made $300,000 of net profit when I bought a car for 100 grand, your net profit now is 200, right? You're writing all of it off. They originally upped all of these thresholds for the asset write-off when sort of COVID kind of hit and it was a bit of a, you know, relief package, you know, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So... They that's kind of come to its end. We've had it for a couple of years. It's been awesome. It is ending next year. It's going back down to twenty thousand. So that obviously, for a lot of businesses, that wipes out a lot of things, right? You know, no cars, vehicles, trucks. You know, big fit outs for offices and stuff like that. All of that is you know under twenty grand. You can't really do much. So it doesn't mean that those assets next year you can't claim. They just get depreciated. Over, over a, a course of time, of time yeah. right? Um, so if there's stuff that if you go, oh, I need to buy this new truck or this new car or whatever for work, yeah. try get it now if you can. <laughs> if you're going to buy it in July anyway. June 30, just, yeah. before then. Exactly. So that's that's going to be a big change for people. And I think a lot of businesses have just kind of got used to the fact that go buy an asset, write the whole thing mm. off, you yeah. know. So it's going to go back to how it was before. And it's just going to mean that that depreciation gets a little bit every year, year. however long the asset sticks around. Perfect. And how can businesses, I guess, off the back of that, how can businesses maximise the opportunity to, whether it's this financial year or next financial year, maximise the benefit of buying assets for the business? Yeah. So I guess 
a lot of businesses, you know, people go into business, they start their business journey. The first, you know, couple of years is really just just make money, get this business sustainable, yep. get it to a point where, you know, you've got cash flow, you're making a bit of money and like there comes a time, as long as that sort of is all going to plan, yep. there comes a time where you'll be making a decent amount of money and you're probably maybe starting to get towards that upper tax threshold kind yep. of area, right? Like mm-hmm. you might be operating out of a company and then you're paying yourself some wages and just whatever it is. If you keep growing the business and keep making money, it you need to have the conversation around, well, what are we doing with this money? Where's it going? Mm. Um, obviously, a lot of people go and they sort of maybe get a bit caught up in the nice lifestyle because yep. you're making money and then you your lifestyle adjusts as you're making money. But you want to be able to find that balance for you between where do I need sort of to be living and what do I need to be spending to be happy and yep. have yeah. the fulfillment the that you want to have. You like. And then it's about, right, all the extra money that we're making out of this business, let's utilise that to actually build wealth. Mm. Mm. And building wealth is something where you want to be putting this money into other businesses, other assets, yep. properties, stuff like that, right? Um, because, you know, we talk about negative gearing all the time. Negative gearing is the concept where you go and buy a property yep. and the property essentially is costing you more than what you're making off of. So you're renting yep. it out, but the expenses and the interest payments are yep. costing you more, right? Yep. So it's it's going to create this negative income amount. Correct. Money that you have to tip in. Yes. Yep. And you might think, well, what, what the hell? Why would I do that? That sounds mm. crazy. But you think about property in the back end, something that's not yet been recognised is that that property is going up in value, up in value, up in value. Yeah. As long as you, you buy smart and you buy good, you buy land, whatever, a different strategy, talk, different talk. But it's another <laughs> episode. <Yeah. laughs> you, you buy good, the property is going to be going up in value whilst you sort of cash flow wise, you're not making money, but in the background you are making money, right? Yep. Mm. So this negative amount is what they refer to as the negative gearing. Yep. So if you had tipped in 10 grand to keep that property pumping along for that year, that reduces down your taxable income. Yes. So you are going to be paying less tax because you, instead of making 100 grand, you now made 90. Yep. So you're going to pay less in, less in tax. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got a asset that's going up in value over there. Year on year. Mm-hmm. Right? Crossed. So that is, you know, y- you want to figure that out. When you get in business, you really want to figure out what do I need to live and go on holidays and have a good time? Right, this is the number. Might be two hundred grand a year yep. for my household. My money over the two hundred. What are we going to do with that? Yep. Are we going to put it into super funds? Are we going to buy property? Are we going to get a financial planner and get a managed fund set up? Like, start using your money in a way better way. To yeah. if there's ways to do it where you can actually minimize tax. Yep. There's ways to do it where you might just be going. Oh, I just want to pump money into assets. Correct. You know, so it's about again. It comes back to this big plan. Not what's your long not getting. Plan? Yeah, yep. don't just like put all your like effort and everything into a business if you're making money and then you're just blowing the money. Like, like that's fun for a couple of years, but what are you really not doing? Sustainable too. Yeah, I think in another key piece to point out is there can be a lot of I guess confusion amongst business owners on you know claiming things on tax and all the rest of it, what that actually does for your income. I mean, particularly for our point of view, 
trying to get home loans and things organized in the background. And a lot of business owners can blow up, particularly when a mortgage broker tells them, well, your taxable income for the last two years was actually only 30K. Mm. Well, but I made 200K. What are you talking about? Yeah. I think. What, do you have a simplified way you could explain to someone what claiming, you know, whether it was the depreciation mm. of what money you make, what that means for your taxable income? Because I think people get confused. The difference between taxable income and what your business actually made. Yes. Yeah. All the time. And also I feel like so many people are scared to pay tax. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yes, there is so many great ways and you've already touched on some of them on yep. ways you can minimise your tax. Yeah. But... If it's you do BM. pay tax, yeah. that actually just means you're making good yeah. money. Like there, there's a difference don't. between like just paying too much tax, mm. which we don't, no one wants to pay too much tax, yeah, than what they're meant to be paying, yeah. and just paying the right amount of tax in a strategic way mm. that you need. Like at the end of the day, if you go, oh, I'm, I don't want to pay tax, it's like, well, you don't want to make money then. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know, there's not. You can't have – you can't be making money. <laughs> you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't, you you can't really have – yeah. I don't want to work for the man, but I don't want to pay tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck to it, you, mate. It is – it's a really funny mindset that some people have yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. Like, um, coming back to what your question is, is like people uh, – how do I put it? People need to just have the conversations to understand – Okay, what do you want to achieve? If you if your goal for the next 12 months is to buy this property, whatever the property is, get the conversation with the broker started now. Yep. You know, like put the plan in place. Yeah, mm. put the plan yep. in place. Figure out what do we need to do, okay? Yep. Talk to the talk to the broker, talk to the accountant. Like we have a lot of clients where we work with the yep. broker and the accountant all sort of together, right? Because it's about this is the structure. This is kind of how much money we're making. Mm. We want to do this. How do we do it? Yeah. You know, yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, I know about the structure and I know where the money's been made. And, you know, a lot of businesses, as they grow, there's a lot of entities involved and there'd be my, one entity yeah. that's running the business, making money. Then you might have another entity that is owns a pr- property, commercial property that yep. they're renting off. So there's kind of money going all Lots of moving place. parts, yeah. yeah. Moving parts. And it's like, okay, how does the cash get out to the business owner that's going mm. to be paying the mortgage and understanding, well, what do we need to show? How does their income get measured? Because different banks as well. Yes. 100%. Like some banks go, you need to have wages on payroll. Some banks go, no, we're happy to use the business income as your income but and assess it on that. But sometimes they want to take the liabilities with it. Yes, as well. the business yeah. debts. Yeah. So it's just about like having those conversations and understanding where you sit and what the options are mm. because then we can plan around it. Because Definitely. some businesses they'll make a hundred grand and if they're set up in a trust or something, we'll go, Well, we're not gonna pay wages, we're just gonna pay a drawing distribution. And right? I think that's the, Which that's is a the key money is out. the same money, yep. it's just how it's been reflected on mm. paper that changes. Yeah. So it, it sounds bad because this is used in a bad <laughs> term sometimes, but it's like a funnel and yeah. you've got to figure out at what stage of the funnel you want to, well, particularly probably comes back to your bank as well. But I always think of it as like a funnel or a tree. You've got to get to the top, figure out where the money's coming from mm-hmm. and work your way down and figure out what point you want to cut off. Right. Sometimes I might just use, you know, notice of assessments, for example. Yeah. That's just personal income or the drawing. They have a company, then above that, so I want to use the company involved. If they're really sophisticated, sometimes they'll have a trust above that as well. Mm. So I want to go all the way back to the trust. 
they're in like medical or something. They might even have another trust above that where they have all the partners involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> We're like, but, oh, can we just have the best? Well, yeah, just figure out how you got to figure out and probably sit down with your team of professionals. Where are you going to draw the line? Where are we going to draw the income from? Yep. And also plan around that as yep. well. Yeah. Sometimes you can do like mitigation of like if you do need to go to a bank of wages, put yourself on wages for six months. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Like, no financial advice. You don't want to, if you leave it too long, yeah, though, to it's your, hard to go back. To <laughs> accountant yeah. and broker. Are we, are we right to be saying this? Yeah. <laughs> General in nature, we've done all of our disclaimers. <laughs> no, it is, you're right. Like, you need to, if you leave this stuff until September and then come September, <laughs> you're going to the yeah. bank going, I need to buy this house. It's like, oh, shit. Like, should have yeah. had those conversations Correct. six months ago. So, like, I always ask, when I'm talking to my clients, I'm, like, asking them questions, like, what, what's the situation with the yep. properties? Do you want to buy something? And they'll go, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of buying something at the end of the year. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk mm. about now. I think because people always, like, everyone's guilty of it. If I want to buy a property, I'll just talk to someone when I'm ready. Yeah. Personally yes. ready. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm ready, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and come then they want to get oh, no, I'm like ready. the next... I'm ready to buy something tomorrow. Yeah. So, yep. well, cool, mate. We need to get ready over the next six months or three months or whatever it is. Yeah. Because business owners, like, that that works for, you know, POIG. You're working yes. at the hospital or whatever. You just, you've you been know. in the job for 12 years. Yeah, that's totally savings. fine. You can do yeah. that. But if you're a business owner, there, I mean, there's a pros and cons to it, right? Because the, mm-hmm. the con is you do need to be a bit more prepared and plan and, yep. and know what's going on and... Like, just put a little bit more effort in. Yeah. Right? But the pro to it is that you ha- you have capacity. If you need to earn another 20 grand, go and do it. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's not – you can't just go, I want to buy this house and go to your You're boss and say, hey, I need a out. I need a 50 grand pay rise because I need to buy this house. <laughs> so they're going to go, mate, I'm so sorry. How'd you go? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it works, right? I was actually meant to tell you this Friday. Yeah. <laughs> times rise. are tough. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you are running a business – at the end of the day, like it is in your control. Mm-hmm. You are your own ceiling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and if you're spending too much money on shit and going out <laughs> and doing whatever, going on holidays or something, yep. just stop. Correct. Stop. Get the house and then resume your normal lifestyle afterwards, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, like you've got control over these yeah. situations. I think a lot of people just go, Oh, you know, the bank said no. It's like, well, why did the bank say no? Why was that a no? Make it a yes. Like mm. you can fix these things. Correct. Change the way you're doing stuff. So, with the right planning, anything is possible. Exactly. And I guess the right structures too. Yeah. Because that all plays into it. Did you want to touch on that? I guess a bit of an overview of the different structures and why people may go into each one in a general yep. sense. Yep. Yeah. Very overall. But yep. like, let's do it from the perspective of, you know, whether you're a new business. Maybe you're someone that's been on wages, you've been slogging it for the man and then now you want to own your own business heading into the new financial mm. year. Yep. What structures would I look like or look at? Should I just go ABN to start with and then look at a structure? Mm-hmm. Or is it good to have that early piece conversation versus maybe someone that's been slogging it for the last 12 months or two years and now they want to revisit structures and how they can better set themselves up? Yeah. Mm. So I guess when people go down the like conversation of structuring and what do I do and stuff, there's kind of two main elements to it. One is going to be tax strategies and minimizing tax and making sure that, like we said before, you're not just paying, you're going to pay tax, but making sure you're not paying too much tax for what you should be paying. Mm. 
Mm. And then the second like main element to structuring is asset protection. Yeah. So if you've got if you've already got property or you know you want to buy property like you know making sure that your assets are protected um they're kind of the two key things that come into play when deciding what is going to be the best structure for your business yeah. because their structuring is like one thing that you cannot go down to the pub and be like talking to your mate and go, oh, oh my no. accountant told me to have this structure and yeah. go, oh, I should have that because they do not know what yeah. is go- – there's so many elements that it's come like, into it. It's like the Google effect. Yeah. Yeah, man, I read about this last Friday actually. Um, yeah. And now I'm an expert in companies and trusts. And, yeah, uh, yeah you should just stay sole trader. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there's like – there's so many elements. And there's not like a right way or a wrong way. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just you have to assess. And sometimes it is difficult because clients want a definite, this is what I should do. Mm. And it's a case of I can give you all the information. Yep. But when it comes to like risk assessment, I can't, I can't make up – the decision for you in terms of how you know risk adverse or whatever you want to be right so if you um a lot of businesses will start off in the sole trader pool right because that is a cheap you don't have to pay to get a company set up or a trust set up you don't have to pay big accounting fees at the end of the year to get all these financial statements and tax returns and stuff done because if you're operating as a sole trader all that happens is you you're still lodging your normal tax return that you lodge anyway, mm. but there's a business schedule that goes in it, right? So it's you know there's and a you, little bit more work involved. You are the entity, as well. correct? There's not a separate entity. Yeah. The tax file number and the ABN is you. I feel like there's a lot of confusion about that. A lot, a lot of people think, oh no, I've got a business. It's like yeah, you have got a business, but the business is you. Yes. There's not yeah. if you're running as a sole trader, you don't have two separate legal entities and there's no it's protection one. and then like, also there's no protection anything happened and there's no te- tax minimization yeah because if you're earning this money you're paying tax on this money yes yeah. there's no there's no way to move it mm. you know and and yeah if you've got a bunch of properties that you've already bought in your name from pre-business existing and then you go into business and you yes. go and from I don't a credit know, point of view you're also the entity yeah the business so yep. something happens whether in your personal world or your business world, much of the same. Yep. Get tired like this. And they're coming after you. <laughs> if you're listening, I have my fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Soul Trader is it is a good and like I will advise people to go Soul Trader sometime, yep. depending on the situation, right? It is a good way to kind of test the waters. Yeah. If you are thinking, oh, I want to run this little side hustle, I want to like start this little business and you've really got no sort of plan or you don't really know how it's going to go yep. and you go, well, I don't want to invest, you know, thousands of dollars just to get the thing off the ground yep. and then it not work. Hmm. It is a good way to very quickly and very cheap get something set up yep. and just give it a crack, see a crack. what happens, right? Yep. You just have to be super aware as to like keep track of it, see what's going on yep. and be able to kind of come back to us and have that conversation. If yeah. you see, feel a bit of momentum and you think things are going in the right direction, that's then when, when we start talking about what is the proper structure here. I feel right? like it's the classic thing of if you're doing a like a side hustle, like you said, 
And then suddenly the side hustle starts to turn into, hey, we could be on here. Mm. Yeah. This could take over my full-time wage. I might pivot and go full-time into this side hustle, whatever it is. For sure. Is that maybe the time where they should straight away start having that conversation? You want to... You want to be looking at well, what yeah, what kind of money are we making yep. from this little business? Do we need staff? Because you don't really want to be hiring again. You got risk associated <laughs> yeah, with yeah. staff, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to be hiring employees and stuff in your personal name, um, and just just keeping your like finger on the pulse yep. when it comes to what is actually happening here. Because yep. sometimes people will be starting these little side hustles, as they say, and then all of a sudden they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year <laughs> and it's a like yeah. oh shit like <laughs> what are we doing like you know and it just gets away from it right yep. so making sure that you set it up if you want to go sole trader from the start yep. and a lot of people will do it themselves because they just go online and correct google, it, google it whatever mm. they go mm, cheapest is sole trader i'm gonna go with that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's totally fine like yeah. just as long as you know what you're doing do it um but yeah, when when you start to see, okay, income's coming in, yep. I might I'm gonna grow it, this is gonna be my full time gig, yep. I'm I'm all in, that's when you wanna start having the conversations around what is the structure gonna be. And the main the two structures that you're gonna be looking at is companies and trusts, right? A company is just gonna sit there as its own legal entity. And a company will have a director who generally is going to be the business owner. They're going to be directors will be the person that is in control of what the company does. Beneficial owner is another term. Well, no. So you've got directors and then you've got the shareholders, right? So the director, think about it um, like you got Telstra, right? Yep. You you got shares in Telstra? Everyone's got shares in Telstra, right? Do you have any say at what goes on at Telstra? No, no, right. So Depends you're. If I'm, I'm like to the one co- the customer <laughs> service line, and I definitely have say. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. Oh God. Every, everyone's got a, got a beef with Telstra. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So, so you you might be a shareholder of Telstra, yeah. but you don't you don't got like any say in what goes on in Telstra on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So the director of Telstra tells Telstra what it can do, what it can't do, what it should do, blah blah blah, right? So. You think about your company, you've got a director and then you've got the shareholders. So the shareholders are the ones who, they don't really have anything to do with, you know, other than, you know, you can vote and do all that kind of stuff, right? But they don't have too much to do with the daily operations of the business. But if the business is making profit and making money and the company decides to pay out dividends, the shareholders are who get the money, right? So they Mm. own a... You own a small piece of a Telstra, teeny, tiny, a tiny minuscule tiny. piece of Telstra. Right? Yeah. So, so the the God structure have mercy that on us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day maybe. <laughs> so, so you've got your company, and you're going to have shareholders. Yep. The shareholders often will be the individuals involved. Yep. They may be business partners that have put in capital. Hmm. It may be that you set up a family trust to own the shares right and there's like i could go on so a million different like structures we're, n- we're nearly needing a whiteboard at this point i know yeah. <laughs> give me a whiteboard i'll i'll be here for two hours <laughs> so the the shareholder piece is really the tax minimization strategy piece right because if you have a company and the company's making money you might go okay well yeah i'm going to pay myself a wage 200 grand but if the company's making serious money, 
and there's a million dollars in profit there, you want to get the money out at some point, right? The company, until you get the money out, either via a wage or via a dividend, that money is the company's money. It's not your money. Correct. And I think a lot of business owners, they struggle with this component to the structure Mm. and they sort of go, well, that's my company. That's my money. Correct. A company is a separate like legal entity and you're a separate legal entity. If you want that money out, you got to pay it to yourself and pay tax on it, Mm. right? You can't just take the money. If you do just take the money, it creates a loan. So you now owe that money back to the company. Correct. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, that like causes a few other problems. <laughs> ripple effect. But yeah, it is a bit <laughs> of a ripple effect. Yeah. And so if you don't have the right advice sort of around this stuff, yep. you know, people just, people aren't doing it with the intention of like screwing themselves no, over. Definitely They're not. doing it because they just don't have the don't advice know. and they don't know. No yep. one tells them this stuff, right? Mm. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's about understanding the structure, getting the shareholding right, because if you, especially if you're building up a business to sell, yep, you sell and the shareholder is just you and there's a big tax bill and whatever. If you've got a trust that's a shareholder, pay out a dividend, dividend doesn't go to you anymore, it goes to your family trust, then the family trust, we have access to your family, not yes. just you. Like that's the whole idea mm. with these family trusts. You know, you might have... That's the trust um, fund baby thing. Yes. Yeah. all the yeah, yeah. kids can be the beneficiaries. Kids can be beneficiaries. Um, you know, you got to like, re- to really do anything with it, you sort of got to be 18 because kids don't really get access to anything <laughs> anymore. They're like, yeah. 18 are really, you know, really irrelevant. <laughs> like a limit of something crazy like it's $500. $416, which is, yeah, like, I don't why? know what you're doing with that. but Who came up with that? I don't know. Like not probably, even a thousand dollars. Some guy in ATO thought, mm, "How much money can we give these kids? Four hundred dollars a year seems no, about right." No, four hundred and sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, well, someone spoke up. And was like, "I think they should get sixteen dollars more." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, "Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Jenny. Here we go." Yeah. But, but yeah. So the trust structure, um, it just allows a lot more flexibility around the moving of the pieces. Moving of mm-hmm. the pieces, right? Um. Now, that is sort of a company structure with a, a trust underneath it. You can also just operate out of a trust, right? So, if you set up a trust, that runs your business. The difference between having a trust that runs the business and a company that runs the business is that a company can is it's, its own legal entity and can pay tax, yeah. right? So, company, if you're a small business, your company is going to be paying tax at 25%. Right. If you go, I don't want to take any money, and you don't pay yourself a wage, you don't pay yourself a dividend. All the money stays in the company. You pay tax at twenty five percent on every dollar of net profit you make. Right. Yep. A trust operates differently, whereas it has beneficiaries, and whatever income the trust produces as net profit, that income in that year has to be, you know, on paper distributed out to the beneficiaries. The beneficiaries can be us three, they can be a company, they could be whoever's sort of listed as the beneficiaries and the tax gets paid there. So a lot of the time there'll be like a family, it might be a husband and a wife or something and they are running a family business and they set up a trust and they might go and split the money 50-50 at the end of the year, yeah. right? So you can see that that sort of 
the benefit to that is that you've got two people that you're distributing the money two against. Two different tax brackets. Two tax brackets, two tax thresholds, you know. But you can't choose to leave the money in the trust. Yep. Has to be dispersed. Has to be distributed, right? Yeah. But this is just on paper. So if there was yeah. a trust bank account, like if there's 20 grand left in it, you could leave it in there. Yeah. Or because if you're running a business, yeah, think about it. Practical you're, wise. You're not going to, you're not going to drain. Yeah, on paper. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then what me, what that means is that the business running through the trust, it might have made 200 grand, but you guys only took out 100. Yep. But you've paid tax on the full 200. Okay. So there's $100,000 there that at some point down the line you can take out. Yep. Because you've, you've already, already paid, tax. paid tax on that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, wow. so they're kind of, you know, operating through a company versus operating through a trust. Obviously, if you know you're going to be making pretty big money and scaling the business up, a trust often can have complications because you can't choose to leave the money in there and pay tax at a lower rate like you can in the company. Yep. You know, people people sometimes will run in trust and then they set up what they call bucket companies. Companies for the trust to... Distribute the money out to. of the trust into the company to pay a lower tax rate. So if your personal marginal tax rate is, say, 45%, we know company tax rate, 25 30%, yeah. distribute the money, pay lower tax. However... Then what? The company's stuck in the money. Uh, the money stuck in the oh, company. The money is stuck <laughs> in the company. You can't get it out again. That's yeah, it. right. So there's a lot of ways that accountants will do. Oh, just set up bucket companies, or oh, just draw the loan, draw the money out as a loan, create dips and like. You can pay less tax really easily, yeah. but it's about paying the right amount of tax to get the money out to utilize it. Because if we come back to what we were talking about before, if you want to start pumping this money into assets, you need it out. You need it out yes. of the business. You Otherwise, you're going to run into problems. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if someone was like, you know, wanting to set up, I hear a bit about talking about buying bulk property and people want to put it all in a trust. So you could have like a trust fund filled with all your properties that you mm-hmm. want to be purchasing. The dream, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that, so that could go in a trust because then all the, I guess, all the income from the, I guess, if you had positively and negatively geared properties in there. That would all be coming out. I guess property isn't necessarily a high risk. Like you're not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you. Wouldn't, I mean, you may a lot of people. Yeah, we'll set up trusts. Property is property is funny one, eh? Because you want to, especially if it's a property, residential property that you're living in and stuff, you want to be utilizing your capital gains exemptions. So, you want to be buying your property that you're living in in your personal in name. Your personal name. Mm. But obviously, there comes sort of a time where you go, oh, at what point do you start assessing risk with it? Mm. You don't want to have too many properties in your own personal name it's if you're risk, running a business. Risk adverse, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. by putting it in the trust, it protects those it properties. It gives you an extra layer of protection. Asset protection. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, and, and if it's, you know, positively geared, then as well, let's say that property is running you through that trust, positively geared by 10 grand, we can decide where that money gets distributed. Yes, it's not necessarily just on the one person. Yep. It can be. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So there is, trusts are great. Like, you know, heaps and heaps of people in Australia use trusts for property, business, you know, however, there's there's so many different ways you can structure it. But having trusts incorporated in the overall structure is great because correct. it gives you the flexibility. And it's not a case of, you don't have to set up a trust and decide okay, it, all of the profit this year is going to person A 50% and then person B 50% and then 
Like that's not locked in forever. Every single year, you can, you can change it. Change it, yeah. Mm. Adjust. So yeah, it's you just work it out. Okay, well, what what's the tax going to be this year? Okay, we'll pay some there, pay some there. Yeah, yeah. Like ATR are sort of cracking down a little bit more in the sense of if if I was going and running a business and I made hundred thousand dollars and I decided to distribute half of it to my brother who has not ever one day stepped foot yeah. in the business they kind of go well no because you know why why is he and they know that i haven't given him that money yep. i've just used him to pay less tax yep. so they don't like that the freshly 18 just left school yes never yep. had a job however in that situation <laughs> yeah. if you are the parents and your kid you're paying for their schooling. You're paying for their to live at your house. You're paying for their groceries. You can justify, well, I've distributed them twenty grand, and I haven't given them twenty grand. But you kind of have given them twenty grand if you were to Correct. go through. Yeah. So there's ways that you can figure it out. But there's ways where obviously if you're distributing them a hundred and twenty grand, <laughs> they go, well, hold on, Hang what? On. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that is just something to be aware of. But yeah, trust, trust are great. Companies are great. You just gotta you gotta figure it out because every it's single not a business bad or a good. No. It's just there's pros and cons to each. It's and not finding an the for one everyone. that's no. best suited for you and your situation. Yeah, yeah. And also looking at the long term, mm. like it, the structure that's good for year one is not the same structure that's good for year one to year ten. Yeah. So if you want a good structure long term that you can set in place and forget and forget. Yep. Do it right from the start. Like, don't don't sort of go and do little cheap tax dodge sort of structure year one, and then yep. just have to spend loads and loads of money and time and effort to, to restructure it, it in yep. year three. You know. Yep. So. What about trading names? Because I think there's a lot of confusion around trading names and thinking that's an entity when it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people will be like. Oh, I run my own business. Oh, yeah, what is it? Oh, the ABNs X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah, so that's it, sole trader. No, 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 my business name is, you know, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And yep. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a trading name. Exactly. The entity is this. Yeah. Should maybe give a, a short explanation on trading yep. names. In so you've got that an entity. And the legal name's quite long, hey, because it's like the trading name. Or it could yeah. be as trustee at, like, I know yeah. my partner's business name is such a mess. Every yeah, time yeah. he's going to do stuff, he's like, hey, what is that name again? I'm like, oh. Yeah, because if, like, you, if you're operating from, <laughs> if you're operating over trust and you've got a corporate trustee, which is the person that is control of the trust, essentially, the name would be, like, ABC Proprietary Limited as trustee for yes. ABC Trust. Family Trust or. But yeah. then you might have. A trading name. So you might set up your company to be ABC Proprietary Limited, but you want to go and trade as, I don't know, like... ABC Home Loans. <laughs> ABC Home Loans. It was so, like, creative with our names here. <laughs> ABC Home Loans. But then, you like, you might six months later go, oh, I also want to do, like, ABC Asset Finance. Yep. You just set up... These are just business names. You're not setting up a new company every time. Correct. So there's your company, which has got the tax file number and the ABN, and that's the legal entity. That's what is on all the bank statements and the home loans and the paperwork mm. and all the proper stuff. All right? the important things. has that All the important big things, la- right? Big name. Yeah. And then you can go and register just a business name. And you can register loads of business names. Correct. And that's yeah. just that's from a branding perspective. Yeah. That's what you want to put on your 
T-shirt and on the invoice and you want people to know you as. Mm. You could have loads and loads of business That's the names. perception, right? You want to yep. create a perception of that you have XYZ but also ABZ. That's yep. fun. Yep. So <laughs> your business name, that's like what you're trading as? Yeah. And you can change that? Yeah, you change it. Whenever you want. Change it every time the sun changes, yeah. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Confusing for your customers, but okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, weren't you something else last week? Yeah, yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> We've changed. We've moved on. <laughs> we'll do a separate episode on marketing. No, it's day. good, but because you could, you could like, you know, have a couple. Of, not that you want different businesses running. Under, yeah. Yeah, like sometimes people will go, oh, um, they'd be running a business doing whatever. And then they'll go, oh, my partner wants to start a business. Can we – and it'll be totally different industry. Yeah. Um, can we run that through my company? And it's like, oh, you, sh- no. you sort of shouldn't because yeah. from yeah, a risk the, perspective. Keep the industry separate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So when would be an example that you would have multiple trading names? Uh, like let's say for me, like I might register Third Space Accounting, Third Space Bookkeeping – third space, whatever. Oh, uh, just right? in case if you want to... Yeah, so if you wanted to, like, space. sort of have the same kind of head brand you group, could, Then you could have, like, third then, space group or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It just allows you to, you know, market yourselves in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, this... Uh, obviously, we're a couple of days out from the end of financial year, but if we do have any new business owners or previous business owners wanting to have a chat about yep. their structures... Tax time in general, maybe they want to do a bit of a late tax return. Who yeah. knows? Uh, they need some planning. Where can they reach you? Uh, email. Is best. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Email's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love how modern you are. <laughs> or DM me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get better at the Instagram thing. What's the know? Instagram so account for the listeners? The Instagram account is thirdspacehq. My email is megan, M-E-G-A-N, at thirdspacehq.com. Um, but yeah, like message me, email me, whatever, and we'll have a chat because it's better to jump on it now. If, if something, if your gut is telling you you're missing something or something's not right, please just email me because something's probably not right, you know? And And it's better to figure it out now and get on top of things. Exactly. We've got an exclusive offer for our listeners. Special stuff. Special (laughs) stuff. Free consultation. Reach out to the team. Yep. I'll have that free chat. At least put you in the right direction. Yep. Hopefully, you become part of the Third Space family, eh? That's the goal. That's the mm-hmm. goal. Yep. Taking over. Welcome. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on again. We Thank really you. appreciate it. It's back for part two. We'll get you back for part three soon as well. We're, gonna, we're running Next out of content. We're going to have to get creative. Oh, well. oh no. We'll like just go we to the ATO website. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. That'll oh, be a thriller, if that any... <laughs> If any of the listeners have any questions, um, yeah, we should do that. Yes. Yeah, we could do please. a live Q and A or something. Yeah, yeah. Interactive. Okay. Yep. That's Let's next one. That's Let's e- do it. Episode three. Yep. Episode yep. three. But thanks so much for jumping on. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, anyone that needs an accountant or a bit of uh, that piece of advice, please reach out to the team at Third Space. Yes, please do. Awesome. Thank you. Easy. Thank thanks, you. guys. Cheers. Dollars and cents, babe. Dollars and cents, cents, cents. That's how I feel. Dudes moving funny, it's funny, it's not real, ayy. Wanna make an exam, shaking up the.